Good morning all. It's December. We've started a new month and this is our meditation Monday. First meditation Monday of the last year, the last month of this year. Satnam, welcome. Today we're going to look into something which I feel is really important to be real about, to be realistic about something that all of us, I can't imagine there's someone on this planet who doesn't experience it. Something that we all experience when we embark on our spiritual journey, which is the feeling of resistance. So I think it's good to first of all look into the fact why do we embark on a spiritual path to begin with. There is a, some, some longing from within that we feel there is more to life than this. For most of us it starts like that. <clears throat> or we, there, some, um, something happens in our lives that like shakes us up, it wakes us up and uh, through our rational mind we can't, under, we can't find the answers. So we start to look for the answers elsewhere. And often we end up looking uh, in the spiritual realm to, to find answers that we can't grasp with our rational mind. A lot of us start on a spiritual path because uh, for example with yoga and meditation because we're totally stressed out we recognize that we are not in a good state of being and that a change needs to happen in order for us to stay healthy or to get healthy again so there are different reasons why we end up in this path this was just a few examples i'm pretty sure you can come up with more maybe for you it has been a different reason um, for me in my case, I've been interested in spirituality ever since I was a very young girl. Uh, I shared an email about this also a few days ago, about uh, my first journey to India. Actually, that I had this longing ever since I was a little girl that I wanted to go to India. I was very intrigued by it. I became a vegetarian when I was eight. Like There were a lot of things already like pulling me towards the spiritual path. Uh, for some, for one reason or another, there was like an intrinsic uh, urge for me to, to go ahead on it. But I grew up in a little village in the north of the Netherlands. There was hardly any spiritual practices around, so I really, I did it on my own. There was no YouTube, there was no internet. Uh, I only found a few books in our local library that I would read from back and forth about auras and chakras and Buddha and yoga. So uh, today we live in an age where all of this is much more available to us. It's really such a big difference. Uh, I'm 40 now, so in a way I'm very happy that I've also experienced how it was before because what we're also looking into now with our uh, stress, de-stress sadhana uh, is the information overload we can currently experience. There's so much available, so we don't know how to choose anymore. Uh, so which is totally different when, from the time when I grew up. There was not, I didn't have so much to choose. <laughs> and now you can have it all available at the click of a finger. Um, but coming back to our topic of the day, resistance. So, okay, you, you've started on this spiritual journey for one reason or another and um, you start to do your meditation, you start to do your yoga classes, maybe you go to yoga once a week, maybe you're really trying to integrate it into your life and practice daily. 
Maybe you've started a teacher training, maybe you're going on retreats, there are, you're like trying to progress, you're making moves and sometimes it's really good to put yourself kind of in a pressure cooker, like a retreat or a teacher training, because then really a lot of stuff can come out and come up, can come up and go out actually. <laughs> First it comes up and then it goes out. Um, but these are also the moments, especially in the pressure cooker situations, where we can experience a lot of resistance. And also if you create your own pressure cooker in the sense that you really commit yourself to do your meditation every single day, no matter what. It's like you're creating a little structure uh, that you find so important that you're not going to allow your ego to sabotage it. And that's exactly where resistance can hit you. Because your ego, you know, first of all, in the beginning, most of the time, it's really nice. You're like, wow, feeling very good. You're opening up. You feel you experience a lot of love. You experience a new sense of energy that you didn't feel before. Uh, the, the mantras bless you out. The pranayama makes you feel like you're so big. And a lot of limitations that you perceive before start to, you start to realize like, oh my God, actually I'm so much bigger than all of that. So first of all, most of the time we have what we call like the honeymoon period. You're totally in love with it and you feel blissed out and you're so happy. And then when that effect starts to wear down a little bit, then we're going to hit the rocks. And that's where resistance can arise. This can happen when you just start out with your spiritual practice and I am uh, not only referring to Kundalini Yoga, of course, this can happen in all kinds of practices. Um, once you've gone through the honeymoon phase, then you're gonna go, you're actually going deeper and you're gonna hit the more um, uh, deeply ingrained things within you that have been with you for a very long time and life is now asking you to look at is these, are these habits, let's call them habits or patterns, actually really necessary and do they serve your higher good? Do they allow you to truly live your fullest potential or are they limiting you? So you're like hitting a border and we are all, I believe, here on earth to live our fullest potential, to really share with the world all the talents and all the uh, energy and all the love and everything that is in, inside of us and everybody has something unique to offer all together we like make the picture complete so everybody is a, offering a little part of the puzzle so if everybody would, would give that little part of the puzzle that would create a beautiful image but a lot of us we, we first of all we don't know what our talent is sometimes um, we are limited, limiting ourselves through old beliefs and habits that maybe we are we, in the first place we aren't even aware of. So a lot of little, lot of little parts of the puzzle are missing. So the picture is not complete. And I think that if we all would make the effort to like take all the lids off and to shove off the layers that keep us small, then we can have we can really create a beautiful picture together. But that takes courage and commitment because, once again, we go deeper within through our practice, through our commitment, through the structure we create. Actually, through the structure we create, 
we are not allowing our ego any longer to take us all over the place. Like the ego thinks this, oh yes, we're there. And then the ego thinks this, yes, then we're there. The ego says, no, don't do that, and we agree. So before we start our spiritual practice, it's like our ego is taking us all over the place. But once you've taken the conscious decision to commit to your practice, it's like you're putting up boundaries. So now the ego is like this, and like this. And it wants to go there, but it can't because you are now putting up conscious boundaries. And of course, that friction, you're going to feel it. And that's where you need to apply your conscious awareness to feel that friction, to recognize it. And our first habitual reaction would be to identify ourselves with it and be like, oh my God, I'm in a stressful situation here because I realized that resistance actually is a very stressful feeling. And I know this because I've been going through it last week myself for two full days. And I can tell you it wasn't something really pleasant, but it was really necessary. So what happens when we encounter stress? I think you all know these, uh, these um, three ones. We either fight, we flight, or we freeze. And I've been going, I was looking into my situation from last week. I was going through all of them. First, I became really angry. So there was friction. I felt I was like being captured in a certain structure and I couldn't move. And actually I felt like I had a certain need or something that I believed was really important. I couldn't do it. So I felt really like limited and my ego was really hitting the walls. So my first reaction was to fight. I was resisting the situation. The situation is not good. Uh, this is not what, how it's supposed to be. La la la. That whole story came up. Really strong. Uh, I don't know if you're aware about the, 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 the positive mind and the negative mind and the neutral mind. As Yogi Bhajan explains it really beautifully in the 10 bodies that we all have. That's a whole other topic. But anyways, when we're in a situation like this, our mind, our positive mind mostly, can pull up all the evidence from the past trying to convince you why a certain situation is not good for you. Well, that happened to me last week. So I wanted to fight. Then when I, remember, when I realized that fighting was actually not going to solve anything, the flight mode was launched. So I wanted to leave the situation. I was thinking about how I should actually be at home or why actually this decision was not for me. Why I actually made a mistake going on this path. La la la. So the flight. And when I also realized that the flight wasn't an option, I froze. <laughs> I couldn't move. Okay, I could still move my body, but there was no energy moving me anywhere. And the only thing I could do uh, was surrender myself into it for that moment, but staying aware of it. So really allowing all the negativity to come up, all the resistance to come up, but being aware of it so I could witness it. And that still doesn't mean it's a very nice situation or a very pleasant um, thing to go through, not at all. But I, um, being, uh, staying the witness of it it really, really helps you that eventually when the ego keeps moving, hitting the walls, hitting the walls, hitting the walls, and you keep putting up these walls as you're witnessing, 
then after a while the ego is going to calm down it's going to like surrender it's not going to move all the time anymore first it fights then it wants to go out it wants to flight then it freezes and then after a while it stops but sometimes all this negativity does have to come out because we are confronting our own habits we are confronting our limited ha limiting habits we are confronting old limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves we are confronting in my case also habits of working and keep on going and not taking well enough care of myself and really coming to the point where I realized uh, I, I really have to make a substantial change and this in my case is something that keeps on coming back because I'm so passionate about what I do but I also have to realize that I'm a human being and I don't have uh, I have a certain amount of time in a day and I don't have five or 25 days in one day and I can only be at one time one place at a time as yet <laughs> so it's sometimes it's about hitting your limits and realizing that you need to go beyond and sometimes it's about coming to the realization that you have certain limits and that you need to work with that so all of these things can cause resistance and we respond with a sort of actually with a stress response to that so when you encounter resistance on your journey it doesn't mean you're doing something which is not serving you actually what it shows you is that you need to make a change in the way you're doing things as you're doing them now so when you encounter resistance on your spiritual path it's really i know it's pretty hard because when we are in resistance it's the ego really wants to take over to really use your conscious awareness and, and honestly keep looking okay what is actually going on here why am i resisting this what is being shown to me right now and what can i look at what can be transformed what, what can grow and it's almost like you need to pass a threshold you know you need it's um, it's like making a next step in your development and when we develop when we grow yogi bhajan calls this says this really beautifully when you practice kundalini yoga it's like like a snake shedding old skins and you become more and more of who you are so at a certain point it's like again you hit something resistance comes because it's you're you've reached the point where again something something that you've kept with you something old needs to be shed and this can be painful this can be really upsetting and and finally it can be really liberating but we need to move through it we need to keep up so that we can be kept up if we go with if we don't have these boundaries put up by your conscious awareness then your resistance can bring you right back to where you started if you want or it can really mess up things so i really encourage you that when you encounter this stay aware stay aware keep watching all the old games can come back but you need to use your practice use what you've learned before to stay strong and to stay uh, aware while in my case what i actually needed was rest <laughs> while maybe you need to recognize as well what what is a maybe a need 
like a deep need here that you need to give yourself because when we are going beyond our boundaries as a human being when we ignore certain needs that we have we can also end up feeling a lot of resistance a lot of stress is being created that's what we are looking into right now the de-stress yourself sadhana so again it's about being really honest why is what am i hitting here what old structure what old habit am i encountering in the situation that is causing me to feel this friction okay and what i realized yesterday is when i was thinking about the this topic of today if you look at the word resistance <laughs> if we change the letter r we remove it after the e instead of in front of it and we add the letter p we have persistence so when you encounter resistance you are invited encouraged um, really to turn your r over and to hit add the letter p so that you have persistence it doesn't mean you need to meditate for 25 hours a day which is not possible <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to do more kriyas or whatever but it, me it means that you need to persist and remember yourself on the why you've embarked on this spiritual journey on the in the first place that's why i started about with this in the beginning of this talk what was your reason to go on this path and most probably you can uh, start to link the, the the reasons why you are feeling that resistance to the reason that you started in the first place so then you're hitting that point of transformation, of growth, a possibility, uh, an opportunity to really shed an old skin. Uh, then we need to, we start to resist, but then we need to persist. We need to remind ourselves of why we've started to walk the spiritual path in the first place, so that we keep up. We keep up, meaning we stay aware, we stay in the vertical. I always feel like this vertical line that we create with our body, it's like we put ourselves up straight uh, through the chronological time. So we cut right through it. Instead of going into the chronological, we go back to the past, we project into the future, we put ourselves completely up straight in the now. And that's where the insights can come. That's where you can feel the connection between the earth, the heart and the heavens. Everything is coming together. And when we put ourselves in the horizontal, then we can get lost into the past, we get worried about the future. So we need to keep ourselves up so that we stay aware and that we can persist. So to recap, resistance is absolutely normal. Uh, Muji, a beautiful spiritual teacher, actually says um, when you don't feel any, any resistance at all, <laughs> it either means you're enlightened or you're dead. <laughs> So, which one are you? Are you enlightened or dead? Or, yes, okay, you're a human being. Or you're a spiritual being making a human experience. Of course you're going to encounter these resistances. And these resistances are indeed a moment of transition, a moment of growth. You need to pass that threshold of that resistance and to stay up, keep up, and then you get to realize, okay, I'm going to make that next step and I'm going to leave something behind or I'm going to drop something which no longer serves me. 
what is it that I'm going to take with me and what can stay because now I've, I'm starting to see what it is that no longer serves me. <sighs> Resistance. It's really tough when you're in it, but believe me, it's worthwhile and it's absolutely, once again, it's absolutely normal. But you need to use that applied awareness so that you don't give in, flying back into the horizontal, but you keep up, you keep that awareness, you stay committed to yourself, to your higher self, not the little idea you have about yourself that you're trying to maintain. Because our personality is a collection of ideas and beliefs and memories and projections that we have. That's what that's like our whole personality is a construction. It's not something solid. It's something that keeps evolving. And sometimes we, we want to hold on to something because we're very familiar with it and it's scary to let it go. But actually you don't have to let it go. Once you gain the awareness of what what is truly you and you keep returning yourself to that again and again and again the old will leave by itself you're not letting go it's letting go of you because you're no longer attached to it you're no longer feeding it with your energy with your attention so <laughs> and when resistance is there it's a moment to choose are you going to go there with the old that you know or are you opening up for a new possibility where you don't know the outcome but there is a trust within that it is for your higher good and you persist you don't resist but you persist so that is what i wanted to share with you today um, like i said i've been going through this last week it was a tough cookie but i made it through and i feel like a lot of weight has been lifted from my shoulders a new energy uh, became available and I am grateful that it happened because it's it is truly a moment of transformation and I'm also very grateful for the people who were around me and my teacher Simrit who supported me and showed me okay you know she also reminded me of these things because the ego and the egoic mind can sometimes be so strong and so convincing but a very easy question to remind yourself of when that happens is how does it make me feel if what the mind is telling you makes you feel really upset and horrible and negative and sad and unhappy and you feel your vibration is going like then maybe you want to go for the other option where you can uh, open yourself for more space for new possibilities where you can see that actually you're going in a transformation, where you can see that you can also choose to tune yourself into a higher frequency. And how does that feel when you tune into uh, knowing that you're not just li this limited self, but you retune into the experiences that you've made before with your spiritual practice, like the honeymoon phase, these feelings, how does that make you feel? So you have that, and you hear this, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a choice. And it doesn't mean you're like a fool, just why don't you choose this? Why do you go with that? Like I said, we need to move through this. It's an energetic thing also. We need to work these old stale energies out of the body 
that have been with us like the subconscious is in our whole body it's in our cells it's in our tissues it's in our organs and it needs to move so you, you will experience it but know that that is not the final truth it's just a trans, trans, um, transformation that you're going through all right so uh, also this month we're looking much deeper into these habits uh, this month of December so if this rings for you if this rings something in you or you feel like oh my god this is triggering me or there is a lot of things that I need I have to work on uh, that's another thing I hear people say a lot yes there's so much work for me to do I still have so much work to do please relax first of all try to feel it's not work it's a process it's a process that goes step by step gradually. Allow yourself to make these steps because these old habits, these old um, patterns that are with you from this lifetime, but please remind yourself that these are things that have been with our parents, our grandparents and, and their parents and their parents for generations. And now when you embark on a spiritual journey, it's like you're actually saying, hey, hang on a minute, I am willing to consciously look at this and to consciously choose whether I want to still believe like uh, believe that, if I want to consciously choose if I still want to behave like this, if I want to continue this habit, to allow this habit to, to shape and form me, that limiting habit. It's, it's I mean, it's a, it's a really <laughs> challenging thing sometimes because you're, um, willing to heal it and willing to heal it means you need to move through it it doesn't happen overnight like when you have a wound on your body it's like not like the next day it's gone but in a few weeks it will heal and after a few months you can hardly tell it was there but it, you need to allow the the things to heal okay and, and like i mentioned in the in the inspiration sunday email yesterday when the habit is very strong we need to put something equally strong or even stronger in place so that we can rise above it. And that is what a spiritual practice can give you. And when you do that, when the confrontation comes, when the friction comes, you will experience resistance. Now knowing this, you, you know it, it is a big, big asset. It's an asset in your backpack full of tools because you know it's going to happen, so it doesn't have to sway you off your path. You just know, okay, here it is, and I keep up. I persist, I allow the negativity to come up, I allow these feelings to move, but I know what is happening, and it's going to pass. It's not going to stay. It's just a little phase. And when you've moved through it, you can, you are, you, a lot of things have been cleared. Okay, now I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, just one more thing. There is a, a beautiful free video available for you right now on our website that really works with this, this as well. Um, it's working on the first uh, three chakras, what we call the lower triangle, that is really connected to your uh, childhood, your youth, and to the, our most primal needs, where a lot of these habitual uh, reactions, patterns and habits come from. 
And if we want to really make a deep transformation, it's very important to go back to the roots of where our habits are coming from in the first place. So that video is available for you. It's a beautiful meditation. It's a little bit challenging, but hey, we're doing Kundalini Yoga. <laughs> uh, so if you want to try that meditation later this week, you're much, well, much, much invited. Very, very welcome. It's free, so you can share it with friends and families, so they can also get a taste of it. And it's on the free video page of our website. The only thing you need to, need to do if you have not created an account is just create a free account and then you can play that video. And later this month, we're also gonna do a beautiful sadhana. A sadhana is your daily spiritual practice. It's putting up the conscious uh, structure for you to progress and to transform and grow. That's your sadhana. Uh, to shed the old skins and to become more of who you are. That sadhana is going to happen later this month. Stay tuned for that. Now we're still full on in the de-stress yourself sadhana. So the next sadhana will let you know more about that later. Okay, but of course we're also going to meditate together now, today. So please bring your hands together in front of your heart center. Close your eyes. If you're sitting on the floor, then make sure that you're feeling the, the ground underneath your sitting bones. If you're sitting on a chair, it's nice to put your feet firmly on the ground next to each other. Don't cross your legs. Straighten the spine, roll the shoulders back, lift the chest and pull your chin in a little bit, creating that straight vertical line. Then take a deep inhale. Exhale, rub your hands. Let's do one more deep breath while we keep rubbing to center ourselves. And then place your thumbs against your chest. Relax the shoulders. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. And tuning in with the Adi Mantra. Om Namo Guru Deva Namo. Acknowledging, bowing to that divine, eternal, ever-present, unchanging truth, wisdom that lies within us. Om Namo Gurudeva Namo. Gently hold the breath in, feel the expansion from within to the front, to the back, to the left, to the right, above and below.
for our meditation today to help ourselves to rise above uh, duality and the conflict, conflicts that can create. And especially, like I mentioned earlier, when you feel that there's conflicting, there's conflict between things that you feel that you need. Because sometimes the ego believes we need something and there is a deeper need like for your spiritual practice. And when these things start to conflict each other, uh, we can have that friction, that stress and resistance can come. So this meditation will help you to rise above it. It balance all the, balances all the elements in the bodies, the tattva, the tattvas, the five elements. And when they are balanced and at the balance at the right position in the body, it's much easier to not go into that duality, to stay up, keep up. All right, so the five fingers are actually representing the five tattvas, uh, the five elements. So we bring these five elements together with the thumbs and all the fingers are, are connected, but they are not together. So you create space between the fingers and then bring this mudra in front of your heart center with the fingers pointing away from you. So not up straight, but pointing away and the thumb is pointing straight to the heart center. So the heart center is not your physical heart left. <laughs> it's the center of the chest. So a little for ladies, uh, no, for men also have nipples. <laughs> it's like <laughs> in between your nipples for all of us humans, the human species. Uh, bring the thumbs pointing towards the heart center. See if you can keep your forearms parallel to the floor. Don't allow the elbows to drop because in doing this, it will automatically lift your chest a bit more, gives more space in the chest, okay? Make sure you don't pull your shoulders up, roll the shoulders back and the chin in is in pulled in towards the neck in what we call Jalanga Bandh. The eyes are going to be closed and we're going to use, but keep them open for now, we're going to use a specific breathing pattern. For now, just relax the mudra. We're going to inhale deeply through the nose and then we're going to pucker our lips. You make your look round and you're going to exhale in eight strong strokes. So, in which you really engage your navel point. That's important to really pull the navel in as you exhale. So through the movement of the navel, the diaphragm gets to move and we expel all the air out of the lungs. Uh, the lip, uh, the, the posture of your lips, the way you hold your lips is actually stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system through the fact that with the rounded lips, you, it's like you're tuning your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is a nerve that is in the head and that it spreads throughout the whole body. It's like wandering through the whole body, like a vagus, like a vagabond. A vagabond is all, also over the place. It doesn't have one fixed spot. This nerve is also through your whole body. And once this nerve is, is tuned, it's much easier to switch into the parasympathetic mode where the body can regenerate and heal and restore especially when you're very stressed out so also for those who are joining the de-stress sadhana some people are asking also can i can't i do that meditation twice a day 
I would suggest that you, instead of doing that meditation that we're doing in the sadhana right now, instead of doing that meditation, start to do this one. So you have your de-stress sadhana practice, and then if you feel the need to do something else, do this meditation as well. So just checking if I'm not... Okay, so the eyes are closed, but fixed at the tip of the nose. So you can either close your eyes and mentally look at the tip of your nose, or gently little bit open the eyes and really stare at the tip of your nose. So the hands together, thumbs pointing towards the body. We're going to inhale one smooth stroke in through the nose and out eight sharp strokes out through the mouth. You can either count, but actually what I like to do is use the mantra Ra, Ma, Da, Sa, Sa, Se, So, Hum. That's also eight. If you're not familiar with this mantra, don't worry, just count. If you do know the mantra, maybe you would like to use the mantra instead of counting up to eight. Okay, we're going to do it for three minutes and this is the recommended time for beginners. So if you are a more advanced practitioner, then you can go up to 11 minutes and that is the max uh, to start with. You really need to create the, the capacity to hold the energy of this meditation because it's quite strong. So if you're just new to this, please honor the three minutes to start with, okay? Don't overdo it. Yogi Bhajan really gave specific timings with these meditations and that's for a reason, uh, to, it's to keep you safe. So honor it, okay? Three minutes. Don't be like, yay, this is so cool, I'm gonna do it for half an hour. That's not a good idea, all right? <laughs> Three, there we go. Hands into the mudra. Make sure the fingers are separated. Feel a little pressure between the five fingertips. So we stimulate the five elements. We activate the two hemispheres of the brain. Look at the tip of your nose and then inhale deeply through your nose to start.
last one. Inhale deep through the nose. And gently hold the breath in. Make sure that your shoulders are relaxed. Holding the breath, expand, contain, allowing the energy to move through the whole system. Exhale, stay in the position. Inhale deeply. And now exhale, shake your hands out. And relax. Either relax your hands with the palms up towards the heavens if you feel you need that for openness. If you feel you, you need to ground more, then turn your palms down. And allow yourself a few moments to just experience and feel the effect of this meditation, this pranayama. Maybe you experience some tingling, some weird reactions in the face or in other parts of the body. We're bringing extra oxygen into the body, the energy is being moved through the repeating breathing pattern. It's all, all good. Open your eyes, wink your eyes, move the eyelids a little bit, bring yourself back. Voila, that was your meditation for this session. I hope it will support and guide you on your way, especially related to our topic of today, the, the experiencing of resistance while on your spiritual journey. Once again, it's part of it. <laughs> so don't go around your resistance, don't deny your resistance, meet it. Meet it and persist through it so that you will go through, uh, go through it and it will transform you. You will cross the threshold and leaving something behind that doesn't need to come with you, stepping over that threshold any longer. So wishing you all a very beautiful week. Once again, you're very much invited to, to try our free video on our free video page. And we encourage you to, to, stay, to keep tuning in to our Facebook page or our Instagram, because like I said, throughout this whole month of December, we're gonna look much deeper into it. Especially because what happens at the end of a year, we look back and we, we start to reflect upon the things that we've done and we start to look ahead and we're like, okay, next year I'm going to change this habit. I don't want to do this anymore and la la la. The, the new year resolutions, uh, but we for often forget to go deeper. So after a few weeks, days even, the, the, the new year resolutions, they're like, oh no, 
can't keep up with it. So again, we're doing what actually from deep within we feel we would like to transform. So to prepare yourself for that, we're going to really look deeper into what are these habits that are limiting you and where are they actually on a root level coming from. So let's keep journeying together. Like I said, it's a process. It's a beautiful journey in which we grow and transform and it's so much more fun and so much nicer to do it together as a, as a Sangat, as a community of people who are willing to grow and to shine their lights into the world, to become that little unique piece of the puzzle so that we can see the bigger picture, all of us. A bigger picture in which we are all connected, like a puzzle. <laughs> a puzzle is not complete if a piece is missing. We need all of you to be in that puzzle. All right, bring your hands together and let's close with the chanting of that beautiful mantra that reminds us of our most true self, Satnam. Sat truth nam name, truth is my name. Inhale to begin. Sat nam. Sat Peace to all, light to all, love to all, Satnam.